Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. My name is Pam. And I'm Jeremy, and we are live today. Well, sort of. I mean, the topic is live. We're not. We're, <laughs> we're on digital tape today. Yes. Pam, before we get started today in the episode, we have got a very exciting announcement to make. Yes. So Kelly Clarkson's 40th birthday is happening on Sunday, April 24th. And to celebrate, we are going to be doing a live episode of Miss Into Podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, Kelly. Okay, Kelly. Yes, we're really excited. We're going to try our very first ever live episode. So how it's going to work is we are going to stream on YouTube and you guys can tune in. It's kind of like when we did, if you tuned in for our live rewatch of Justin to Kelly, um, it's going to be similar and you can tune in on YouTube. You'll be able to comment and there'll be a whole chat going. Uh, but then we are going to take that episode that we record and we do that day and we're going to put it out on that next Tuesday, the 26th. And so if you want to be a part of the episode, you can tune in. Uh, we don't have a, a for sure time nailed down yet on the 24th, but it's going to be sometime in the afternoon. We're going to do it during the daylight hours, uh, hopefully when everybody's up and around and doing things. So uh, we're going to have lots of guests on the show. We're very excited about it. Uh, I think we're going to have some giveaways as well. So lots of stuff planned, and we hope you will tune in again on Sunday, April 24th, Kelly Clarkson's 40th birthday for our first ever live episode. All right, so let's get started with our show today. Uh, today's episode, all about the best live performances of Kelly Clarkson's singles. Uh, this was an episode that we actually wanted to do a couple of weeks ago, but we realized how much of a bear that this was to actually research because YouTube is a big place and there's a lot of <laughs> videos out there. And so we had to uh, take a little bit of extra time to seek things out. And I got to admit, Pam, um, I still had a difficult time narrowing down choices when it came to what I perceived as my favorite live performances of each single. Same. Like, also, okay, we have to go through 20 years worth of content. That's, uh-huh. you know, a big thing. Some of which and predates YouTube. <laughs> exactly. It predates YouTube. And it's so hard because... You think it'll be a lot easier of an assignment to do? It's not because there were some songs for me that were very obvious. Yeah. There were some songs I'm like, I've heard this live a billion times, but there's not one particular performance that stands out. So there are going to be some on my list that I don't know. I don't know if they're my absolute favorite, but I like them a lot. So I just put that as my favorite. But Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it was a very difficult thing to compile. What I think I'm going to do like when this for this episode when it comes out, I think what I might do, Jeremy, if you can send me at least like the the names or like the links, I want to make a playlist on on, on our YouTube channel for oh. people to follow along with. I think that might be easier. Yeah. Let's try to start doing that. I might backdate and go back and do some some older episodes if I'm feeling feeling adventurous, but for this episode I definitely want to do that. Um this was also I don't I don't want to take credit for this I don't want either of us really to take credit for this this topic idea because we didn't think of it. Um, nope. I want to I want to give a shout out to at Kyle thirty nine on in, on Instagram 
who uh, suggested we do this. And I don't know if these are going to be necessarily the best performances of each song, but they're our favorites. So yeah, shouts out Kyle. Thank you for the idea. Yeah. Take that for what you think, whatever. Um, We're not doing every single single because that's crazy, but we're going to do most of the singles. Yeah. And especially when there are, in some cases, there are very few live performance videos out there where live performances full stop of some of the singles. Uh, some of them, they just didn't get performed all that much. And some of them, you know, may have only ever been performed on tour. I mean, I have to say, Pam, that there are a couple of songs that I picked my favorites as just being the version from a tour. Um, yeah. Because there are, you know, just some cases where she didn't go out and promo a bunch of different songs. There's some songs where she, there's a copy of, you know, this song on every single talk show that you can imagine and then there's others where maybe there's only one, if that. Yeah, so I feel like I didn't mean to do this on purpose. I feel like I skewed a lot more towards like TV show performances. That wasn't for any particular reason. It was just a little bit easier for me to be like, oh, I know she performed it on this thing. But I think I included maybe like two or three concert performances. So this is just going to be... We're going to re- retitle this as some of our favorite performances <laughs> of her singles. We'll do it shorter for the podcast title. But yeah, after about three, just <laughs> after about three hours of sifting through videos <laughs> and performances, I was just starting to get lazy and being like, I don't whatever the tour version, I guess. It's it's funny. I texted Jeremy, but I also texted um, my friend Ashley and my friend Chelsea, all three of them. I'm like, guys. Stronger is one of her biggest songs. Why can't I think of any performance that she's done that sticks out? It's hard. It's really hard. So Yeah, I I had the same problem. Yeah. So we're just going to, we should just get started. Sure. Yeah. So the first song that we chose, maybe the obvious, is A Moment Like This. Um, My choice was kind of obvious, um, but I also chose a honorable mention. Um. My oh God. Obvious... Did you do that for every song? It's good. No, God. I did. I did it for two. I did it for two. Only two. Gee, I think I did that for one song. I did it for two, and this okay. kind of this was one of the obvious ones in my in my eyes. I, the idol finale, of course, was my favorite. You know, vocally, is it the best? No. Why? She was sobbing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But it's in two just... words, Nikki McKibben. <laughs> oh, rest in peace. Oh, rest in You know, this performance, it is just such an iconic moment in American pop culture, really world pop culture, if you want to think about it. And I'm just so happy that it was her moment. And whenever people, a lot, whenever people think of like American Idol, they think of this moment. Da-dunch. Moment like this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I got it. (laughs) Well, for the people listening, for our our millions of listeners listening. Uh, um, Yeah. Yeah. it's yeah, there's really not that much to say. It's just such a emotional performance. It makes all the fans so proud because they voted her as the the winner. And it's such a nostalgic thing, especially this year as we approach the 20th anniversary. It's something that I think we're going to be seeing a lot more on the internet in the up- upcoming months. I hope we do. If not, we're going to make it happen. Yeah. Um my choice, I mean, I, I had a couple of different choices between on this song. I, I, and with all due respect to your choice, I thought that the idol finale was the easy choice for this one. It was. Um, <laughs> I also, um, 
I also thought about doing a version of the song that I, well, I've seen the version that I ended up picking, but another version of the song that I saw was uh, I went to a show just outside of Kansas city uh, on the near, it was like 10 years and one day to the anniversary of her winning idol. And she performed a moment like this for the first time in, in many, many years uh, because it was the fan request for that night. And I really considered putting that on my list just because it has a little bit of sentimentality to me because I saw it live. But I actually ended up, and this is, again, I, I said that I sometimes just threw out the tour. Uh, for me, the breakaway tour version of A Moment Like This is my favorite version because she decided early in her career when she was just two albums in that she was going to take one of, at that point, one of her most recognizable songs and she was going to mix it up in concert and she turned it into a rock version. And it is so much fun to see this version on tour. And, you know, she hasn't really broken it out since the rock version. That is she's performed the song since obviously, but um, there's just something about this, this live performance and how much fun she injected into the schmaltziest of schmaltzy ballad, you know, TV winner singles. I mean, this song was the blueprint for reality music competition show winner singles for a decade. And the fact that she's changed it up on tour made it a lot more fun, made it dancey, made it bouncy. I mean, come on. Uh, so yeah, and there are videos out there. In fact, uh, funny thing is, is I think the the video that I found was actually of the breakaway tour show that I went to in Omaha in like April of 2005 and, uh, just such a great version. So yeah, I'm going with the the rock version of a moment like this for my choice for best live performance of that song. That was my honorable mention because was it? it's just it was yeah it's just so much fun. And uh, the video that I found or that like I don't know if I'm sure there's probably multiple videos out there, but I feel like one of the ones I always go to, even though the audio is so bad. It was 2005. So like we were all recording. I know. Things at concerts with potatoes. I I know that. Is the one the performance she did with with Graham with Graham Colton? And oh yeah, this whole bit. It's just and he's like wearing a skirt. I think it's just so funny. But it's I would love to hear this in like. Is the video that you have like a higher quality version? Eh, I mean, again, it's two thousand five. Yeah. You know, camera quality. So yeah, not right. really. But um, we'll we'll post the video at some. We'll post a performance. It's not going to be the clearest thing, but you can yeah. get a you can get a gist for it. It's yeah. just such high energy. It's such a good time. So good choice. All right, let's move on to uh, a moment from a moment like this to her first single off of Thankful. We'll do Miss Independent. And Pam, for my choice for this one, I went with the Sessions at AOL version from 2004. Did you look at my list or did you really just not you look never, at You I never did? sent me your list. I don't I know your list. It, I sent it to you like a week ago. You did? I swear to you, I didn't. I, okay, I trust me. I look at every text you send me. I look at your emails. I emailed I it. I didn't look at your list. I swear uh, to you. It's okay. I, I'm, I'm actually going to open your list now because I kind of want to follow along with you. Yeah. No, because I chose the same performance. Um, oh, interesting. It's it's honestly one of my favorite sessions, like the sessions at AOL 2004. One of my favorite sessions of or performances of her of all time, like all time. It's It's so high energy. It basically... 
makes you feel like you're in a garage with her and the band. Uh-huh. It's that kind of like vibe and quality. And I'm not saying it's like a punk rock thing, but it's just so in your face. And the vocals, oh my gosh. Like, I think what I love about, about Miss Independent over the course of time is how much it has changed and how much it has evolved all these different versions. But something about this performance and how it's still kind of true to the album, there's just something about it that just makes me smile so much. Mm-hmm. I just now opened your email, by the way, and oh crap, you really were prepared for this. And you, you're sitting there waiting for me to put in all of my choices, and I never did. <laughs> That's why I was like, this morning, I was like, hey, are you scrambling to finish? Because you didn't put anything in no. here. <laughs> no, I, I put it, I wrote everything down on paper. <laughs> I'm old school. <laughs> I love it. I love now, look it. at that. More behind the scenes of how the <laughs> podcast really works. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I. what I love about this, I mean, again, like, Really crazy high notes. Yep. And all like those runs at the end. Oh my God. Like, I think it's one of her best vocals of all time. I, I really do. I know that sounds pretty dramatic, but like, this is just, it's her rock voice, which, you know, when she does her rock voice, she's even said it many times. Sometimes she gets a strong thing. Sometimes it gets a little more gravelly. And sometimes it's a little more strained. This was like crystal clear. No, no pitchiness whatsoever. Mm. Hardcore, like just like a pop rock voice. And she did all these cool runs, all these amazing high notes. And I genuinely think this is among the top five of her performances ever. Wow. I really do. I, I love, love, love this performance. Bold statement. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I noticed as I was going through and, and writing up all of the performances that I was choosing is that they're all very close to the release of the actual songs, which is when I think she does really perform these songs well. Once she's performed them over and over and over again, they just sort of they kind of go on like an autopilot, if you will. And yeah. I I think that when she's first when the songs are still fresh and new to her is I think when you can tell she has that little extra added enthusiasm about the songs and she really gives it that extra something. Yeah. I, that's a very good point. Cause I think most of the song, most of the performances I chose throughout were definitely very close to when the song or the album came out. So I'm actually the sessions at AOL. I'm pretty sure came like that performance. Like that whole thing was, I think like the night before the album dropped or the night it dropped. Cause I remember there was like a whole interview series with it. It's like there was multiple songs performed as well. One thing that I thought that was very interesting, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I don't see background singers, but what I do hear is background vocals. That sounds like this studio version of Kelly of the song. Interesting. I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to that. Which you don't hear very often. You can clearly hear she's singing like live, yeah. but but the background sounds like in the album track a little bit. So it was really interesting there. Um, just so good. And what was cool about it, if you have any, if you have like the deluxe or the UK version of Breakaway and some of the singles, there are studio versions of the sessions at AOL on these CDs. So there's like high quality studio versions out there. You can even look up the audio probably on YouTube. It's not on Spotify. I looked, unfortunately, it's not there, but they are on CDs. So you can get this for your phone or whatever. Yeah, I think there were two, maybe three of the AOL songs on there. Yeah. I, think I know it's Miss Independence and yeah, there's... Hear Me, Miss Independence out there. 
Breakaway and Since You've Been Gone. I think those were the four. Okay. I think. Um, yeah, such a great one. I'm glad we chose that one. Yeah. Actually. Again, like Miss Independent, that's the cool thing. Like there are so many different versions and reincarnations of the song. But um, and that's it's, we, you know, there's so many different tastes for whatever mood you're you're in. You know, I I, I almost chose the um, the 2007 my December tour version where they did all like the crazy mashups with all, oh, the, yeah. different, with all the different songs like they did like uh, I think they did like ACDC and Kanye West and like a bunch of cool stuff like that. Yeah, um, I've got a I've got an MP3 copy of that, and I love yeah. it so much. Yeah, because I think Jason ended up after the tour. I think he ended up putting something on his SoundCloud, mm-hmm. which I'm not even sure if it exists anymore. But Jason, like, basically, they like produced like a studio version of it. I think it was with the, the original Kelly vocals or the tour vocals, but they took the actual covers that or this these the samples that they used rather. Yeah. So they put like an actual Jesus walks Kanye West clip in there. It was it's really cool. I have to find mm-hmm. it. Yeah. To find it. All right. Before we move on uh, to the Breakaway album, I know that there were a couple of other singles off of the Thankful record. We may not necessarily hit every single one of the singles. Um, We're going to kind of mostly do the bigger songs. Uh, But I did want to give a honorable mention to a live performance of The Trouble With Love Is, which this is up there with one of my favorite all-time Kelly live performances. You might argue that she strained her vocals a little bit. You might you might say she she overdid this one a little bit. But if you look for the performance that she did back when Ryan Seacrest had a short-lived TV show called On Air with Ryan Seacrest that was sort of it shared the same name with his radio show. He had a for like one season or so, he had a TV show. He had Kelly come on and perform and she performed The Trouble with Love is it is one of the most stunning vocals that she's done because she just goes after it on this song, on a song that you don't necessarily think that needs to be gone after. You don't need any really big high notes or you know any big runs or anything. And she does both on this performance, and it is still, to this day, my favorite live performance of The Trouble With Love Is. Yeah, it's funny. Like, if I ever think of that song and I think of a live performance, I can't think of any any live performance except for that one, which yeah. says a lot. Yeah, and there, I mean, then there are other ones out there, but I mean, this one reigns supreme. And yeah, I mean, the the MP3 was shared with the fan base, you know, almost immediately after the show aired, and is still in my collection of MP3s of of Kelly's, and is not going anywhere because I absolutely love that performance. All right, Pam, let's move on to the Breakaway album. Yes, uh, let's start with the title track, Breakaway. Um, This is where maybe I got a little lazy. I don't know if it's lazy or I am just really passionate. Um, My favorite performance I chose was also from the sessions at AOL from 2004. Was it yours too? (laughs) Yeah, it was mine too. I I felt lazy choosing that. But, but I, I mean, I, I but you you go back and you listen to it, and again, the AOL sessions were recorded just as the Breakaway album was coming out, and she gives it that extra something that shows that she isn't tired of the song yet, and so she gives it that little extra something. Exactly, like I, I as you I, you said this already, but like I think the performances we chose really show how she was still really excited for the songs and you're right not like burnt out from them which is it i'm sure 
you know, even a couple months after performing a song, you get burnt out, let alone a decade or two. Um, what I loved about this was that she sang it in a much higher key that mm-hmm. we'd never hear now. I mean, yeah. I get it because she's older, her voice has matured, and she was like still a baby then. But um, love the higher key. Love that she really sang it kind of true to the album version. Um, you know, now when we hear it on tour, we, she like stops for the like the like after the bridge and does like the fan fan mm-hmm. sings along. But that's like she cuts out a, a portion of the song. The um like after like the the uh, final chorus, she cuts that out live now for the fans to sing mm-hmm. this performance. We got the full song and we got the lyrics, like the slight lyric change that comes in that final chorus. And, um, the, though it's not easy to tell you goodbye or mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Like it's just such strong vocals and love the little runs that she has there. It's just, this is a perfect session. It really is. And I want to give a shout out to someone, one of our followers, um, on Twitter. I might say it wrong. I apologize at, Saltier, Saltire on Twitter. I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. Who requested at one point we have a full episode dedicated to the sessions at AOL (laughs) and the 2005 uh, VH1 acoustic sessions. I'm not sure we can do a full episode on that, but this is going to be our shout out that like Jeremy and I are major big fans of the sessions. Um, And they're fantastic. And you have good taste. Yeah, she did an appearance on the Howard Stern show, I want to say 2017. I think it was around the time of Meaning of Life. And he had her perform Breakaway. And you need to go back and, and watch the the interview portion right before she plays Breakaway because you can hear it in her voice that she is also, it sounds like she's also over singing this song. You can tell that, because I think he asked her if she liked the song or something to that effect. And she never comes out and says she likes the song. She says it's a sing-along song. So she understands that it's a crowd participation song and that she knows the crowd likes to sing along to the song. It's not that because she's playing it because she loves the song. I think even that was, you know, one of the first sort of signs to me that Kelly might also be about over this song. I feel like. It this I feel like this hasn't been a secret, and you can you can definitely tell it's one of the again it's one of those songs that she sings because she knows the audience the audience is gonna like it. That's kind of why I, I always joke that's like my bathroom break song because you know not that I don't like it, but I'm I'm burnt and I'm a fan. I can't imagine how how she feels. I think so, if she asked us, I think a lot of people would say, "Hey, it's okay. You you can take it out of the set list. You 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 have permission. You have enough. You have enough albums that you can supplement it with another different song, and no one's going to be you know butthurt about it. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on to since you've been gone and uh, Pam. For some people, they might think that this is an obvious choice. I didn't take the obvious choice here. I did. Are we surprised? <laughs> surprised it's lazy it's not lazy it's predictable but again i've i mean we spoke about this performance two weeks ago in our award show episode so yes i my choice is the vma since you've been gone as we've said for the umpteenth time vocally not her best but oh my god high energy so much fun one of her most iconic performances in general so yeah i had to go with it it's just it always makes me smile but i'm very curious to hear your choice yeah, I uh, I stayed away from the 2005 VMA for a couple of reasons. One, it was predictable. I thought I would try to find something else that was better. Trust me, there are a lot. I mean, there are a lot of versions of that song out there. Um, 
I actually chose a version of the song that was near, again, like we've been saying, we've been picking songs that are near sort of the release or near-ish to the release of those particular records. And I went with the performance from the 2006 Brit Awards. Here's the funny thing is that at the beginning of this performance, much like the VMA performance, she starts out standing in and amongst the crowd and then walks up out of the crowd and up onto the stage. Now, there's no water. There's no, you know, crazy extra from the VMA like at the Brit Awards. But still, it was a really, really good vocal performance of the song. And again, this is, you know, within a a two year span of the album being released. So she still has that fire to perform this song. Uh, Not to say that she doesn't now, but I mean, at this point, I think by the time she performed it on the Brit Awards, this was her like signature song. I mean, this was it. Miss Independent was in the, the, in the rear view. A moment like this was in the rear view since you've been gone was her signature song and she sings it like it is. So, and I, I picked this over the VMA performance because I thought it was a vocally better performance. I'm not trying to, you know, get in the weeds about, you know, okay, well, this one had a better note here. (laughs) I'm just saying the, the, I mean, we've said in the past for as much as we have spoken about this VMA performance that it is not a vocal perfection. It is not, not even anywhere near and to the fact where it's even over overdubbed in a couple of spots. But uh, I thought that the Brit Award performance was really, really good, still high energy, and uh, I, I I have no qualms whatsoever saying that this is my favorite live performance. Can I be honest? Like, I I can visualize it, like what she was wearing, mm-hmm. but I can't remember the performance, so that means I need to go back and watch that. I have a lot of the, um, the press photos that came from that performance, because there's one really cool photo that the... the photographer for the show took it it looks like they were actually in the crowd they took it at crowd level and they got a shot of kelly in and amongst like the crowd all around her and you can just see her she's in perfect focus and she's you know i think she's looking up in the the air and she's got her finger pointing and um it's a really really cool shot and i had forgotten that there was from the brit awards uh where this picture came from and i i I think it's one of the coolest shots of her. In fact, I think it was like my desktop wallpaper for a while. Um, but yeah, it's actually a really, really good performance of the song from early in its life. Well, we're going to need you to find that photo so I can post oh, it. Oh, for sure. Week. Okay. For sure. I do not know what you're talking about. And now I'm just, <laughs> I'm just very intrigued now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All you right. move on to Hazel Eyes? Let's go to Hazel Eyes. So this was probably the beginning of my, I don't know where to even begin with Hazel, you know, with like, where do I even begin with like a live version of this? There's Mm -hmm. a couple songs like that on the list. So the performance I chose is a little random, but um, I ended up going with a performance that she did in 2005 from top of the pops, Germany. Oh yeah. It's one, it's not anything that was like necessarily that came to mind immediately. This is one I really had to go on YouTube and be like, which performance do I like? It was just a really high energy Hazel Eyes performance because over the years, you know, it's a very demanding song vocally. It really is. It's such a high energy yet dark song, yet a lot of high vocals. And it it's pretty demanding. So in you know, it's it, she's slowed it down a little bit and I don't want to say made it made a more ballad over the, the years, but it's definitely 
calmed down a bit over the years, as it should. But when she was first performing this live her first year or so, she was really going at it and really trying to keep up with the studio version. So this was really like a killer rock performance. It wasn't pitchy. She hit a lot of the cool high notes and um, just like a lot of growl. And just she just looked like a really badass rocker chick. And it was really <laughs> cool just seeing the crowd because there was a big crowd around her. I guess it was for TV, but they have like a studio audience and it looks like a concert. Um, they were really into it. And it just it's so great when she gets to feed off the energy from the crowd. And she was so into it so into it so it's just a great performance um there's a lot of performances that sound just like this but for some reason this one just it just stuck with me nice i like that choice uh we sort of mentioned the source of my choice uh just a little bit ago i actually went with an acoustic version of hazel eyes and that is from the vh1 acoustic sessions from 2005 that's a good choice i wasn't you know, I was leaning towards it, but I really wasn't sure if I wanted to go with like original studio, high energy version or go stripped down because they're both really good. And I just wasn't sure what I was feeling at the moment, but I'm glad you're talking about this. Yeah. I mean, it's an excellent, excellent performance of the song. And I, I really like this song in particular when it's broken down acoustically. Uh, don't get me wrong. The studio and any live version with, you know, the full band is great, but I really, really liked her, her, her vocal on this particular VH1 session. And you add in that it's all broken down acoustically. Again, this is another song that I've had the, the MP3 floating around my collection for quite some time. And it's sort of my, my alternate go-to when I want to hear a different version of the song. This is the one that I go to. So I, I, this was one of the ones when we first started to build our list, there were a couple of songs that were very easy for me to fill in without doing any research whatsoever. And this was one of them. I needed to go back and remind myself exactly what session it was. I wasn't sure if it was like an AOL or, you know, something or Yahoo or whatever. Um, but I knew that this was going to be the particular session that I was going to grab. Yeah. I think Hazel Eyes Acoustic is very, it's very underrated. And uh, not something that people usually think about, but she did it quite often. One of my favorite performances of Hazel Eyes stripped down is a random radio performance she did. I I don't remember. I want to say it was either Germany or Belgium. I don't remember which country. I apologize off the top of my head, but it was uh, the video is uh, it was again a 2005 in studio video. It looks the. The video quality is pretty bad, but the audio is pretty good. It's from a radio station called 3FM. So mm-hmm. if you type that into YouTube with Hazel Eyes, it comes up. It, I don't know, something about it. It's just very, um, I think it's just her and like one or two people. Um, maybe her and Corey. I don't remember who it was, but it's very, very, very stripped down and um, very vocal focused. So yeah. that was a, VH1 is always, like that session is such a good choice. Another one that I'm pretty sure made it onto a couple of me. I think maybe on like the studio versions made it onto a couple of um, the singles for Breakaway. Like if you have like, I don't know, like the Hazel Eyes single, like there was a VH1 performance, something like that. I'm pretty sure it made it onto a couple versions. Yeah. So that was a good choice. All right. So for Because of You, again, without even looking at your list, Pam, I think I have a pretty good idea of which one you might be choosing for this. 
You do, but this is the other one where I had honorable mentions. Oh, okay. Yes. So yes, the obvious I chose was the Grammy performance. Um, was it lazy choice? I don't know. But again, it's the one I had to go with my gut because it came just directly to mind. Kind of like similarly to the VMAs for Since You've Been Gone, it may be I mean, the Grammy performance is fantastic. The vocals are great. Maybe it wasn't like her best vocals of the song ever. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But I think a performance has way more to do with just the vocals. A lot of it is the emotion that you feel when you watch it mm-hmm. and where it took place. So the fact, you know, I, I won't go too into it because we mentioned it in our recent award show episode, but just the fact that it was so full circle, her first night winning Grammys and her performing a song on the Grammy stage that she wrote when she was 16 that was so personal to her. It was just the perfect, perfect formula for like a perfect song and a perfect performance. So I genuinely love this. Um, My honorable mentions are kind of two-ish, but they're very vague. Even though I had mentioned in our country episode recently that I don't love the Reba and Kelly studio version of because of you i think i i don't mind it i don't love it i do love when they perform this live because i love in the in the bridge um reba does the main vocal and if you hear kelly kelly sings the background vocals that are on the studio version on breakaway but you don't really think to listen to them on breakaway you think just to listen to kelly's main vocal on breakaway but when you Mm. hear reba and kelly perform it kelly sings the background vocals so clearly and it just it you kind of hear the song in a new light if you haven't if you don't know what i'm talking about pause this and go watch a live performance of reba and kelly doing because of you and just listen to kelly's background vocals um when they start singing the um i watched you cry every night in your sleep part it's really good really good yeah I mean, yeah, this was a no-brainer for me too and i think i'll add to your reasons for why you would pick a particular performance. I think you also throw in the moment as well. And again, we, we spoke about this on our award show episode, uh, just the moment and where she was and what she was doing and what became of that night, uh, just makes this the best performance, uh, of them all. And I, I don't know if we would get much, much blowback from that. One other thing I wanted to mention, and I don't know this off the top of my head. I'd have to do a lot of digging on YouTube unless someone happens to know, but the one really interesting part about Because of You Live is that there was a very short period of time when the song came out and a little bit afterwards that Kelly sang the full song as is on the studio album. Mm-hmm. But for most of her career, she takes out a good chunk of that. The uh, Because of You, I'm Ashamed of My Life because it's empty. She never, ever sings that anymore. Mm-hmm. She only did for a very short amount of time. And if you do end up hearing that live... It's rare. It's early and rare. So that's just kind of like a little like trivia nugget. And I don't know when it stopped. And I'm kind of curious if anyone knows. Well, and that's on my list of questions for when we get Kelly on the show eventually is what what was the reasoning behind taking that verse out? Jeremy, I got chills. (laughs) Look, I'm going to I'm going to ask the tough (laughs) questions. This is going to be no cakewalk for her when she's on the show. What's your favorite color? (laughs) Cobalt blue. You know, as it, I mean, that's no, it's green. We, we learned it's green. She used to say it was cobalt blue. Yeah, it's green now. Her, she just had it? a oh. just had a random actor guy on the show, and his his daughter asked. Uh, he her his daughter wasn't able to come to the show, and so she sent a question with her dad 
And I miss that. He, yeah, and, and uh, she said her current favorite color is green. Wow. Well, that's changed because there was a big period of time early in her career when she would be like, I love cobalt blue. And I look yep. like, same. Oh, my God. We're twins. <laughs> anyway, I actually do love like a royal blue. Ooh, it's beautiful. Oh, same. Uh, na- so nice. Navy, like I'm a I'm a black, gray, and navy blue guy. I mean, that's like ninety percent of my wardrobe. I like it. It's very neutral. It goes with a lot. Yes, it yes. To match, it's great. All right. Instead All right, of talking so about for... our favorite colors and clothing yeah. choices, <laughs> let's segue. Welcome back to, to color talk. <laughs> uh, walk to walk away. away uh, this is another one I think that Pam and I are probably going to agree on. Uh, I mean, uh, this really? is yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, because again, this is the quintessential live performance of this song, and I will be taking no questions on this one. Uh, it's the 2000 CD UK performance of Walkaway. I mean, this is, and this sort of is in the same vein as her performance of The Trouble with Love is on the Ryan Seacrest show, in that she just absolutely lets loose. And she gives the biggest performance of this song I think I've ever heard. I don't, I don't think she's replicated this particular performance. She must have just woken up that day and chose vocal violence because <laughs> she she was she was like, you know what? I don't think my vocal cords have ever felt better in my entire life. I'm going to absolutely destroy this stage. And that's what she did when she hit this song. And it is just absolutely phenomenal. It is. And it's crazy because if you watch it and you like also just look at like her face and look at her body language, like she's almost like putting on some like persona, you think? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if she's like in her head, she's like, I'm Janice Joplin, I'm Janice Joplin, I'm gonna kill this, I'm gonna <laughs> rock it. But she just looks so into this performance in a way that I've never seen her be that passionate about a performance. Mm-hmm. Like, there's such this growl in her voice. And she hits all the notes in the right places. Like, so it's just so good. There really are no more notes about this. It's just, it is the best performance of the song. Yeah. It is. Um, (laughs) To the point where they feature the video of this performance on her official YouTube channel. I mean, she obviously, or, or her people think enough of this performance that they have chosen to include this as a live performance on her YouTube channel. So, that obviously has to speak for something. Yeah. And similarly to Miss Independent, I think this is the the other song that has changed a lot throughout the years, especially on tour. And um, not to say that those versions aren't good. A lot of them are, you know, some of them are more soulful and some of them are more, um, I don't know, have some horns to it. Mm-hmm. And she just changed. And, you know, one, one, one time she did a, uh, was it like a Bruno Mars mashup with this? Like, yeah. like an uh, uptown funk and walk away yeah. mashup. All really cool interpretations of the song, but something about, I don't even want to say sticking to the album version. It kind of did, but she made it so much more rocker. It just, I don't know, something about it just like ignite, ignited something in her. This is and, one of my top five favorite vocals of her of all time. Wow. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's not even a, a, a second guess i mean it's there yeah we're being dramatic today guys a little bit when when we're being like this is our best performance (laughs) Um, but you asked for it so we're giving you our our opinions on it look we're just saying if you if you think that there's another version of walk away out there that's better you're wrong (laughs) (laughs) it's 
sorry. Your opinion's wrong. Uh, we're kidding. Um, Go get yeah. your own damn podcast. <laughs> oh, no, please don't. Please don't. Um, anyway, should we move on to the next album? Let's do that. All right. Um, we're going to go to My December, and we're going to go with the lead single, which was Never Again. Mm-hmm. I had a difficult time figuring out a live performance. I I love the song, but like when she performed it live, it wasn't always the best vocal because it's such a demanding song. And um, I was toying between two versions. I'm curious what yours was, but mine, the one I ended up choosing was from... She performed on Ellen in 2007, and I forgot where they were. I don't know if they were at, like, Universal Studios. They were not in studio. They were, like, at, like, they were off-site somewhere. I forgot it. It might have been in Florida. Mm-hmm. I think it was in Florida. Anyway, she comes down for her, her her interview. She comes down on these crazy slides. Like, it looks, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I vaguely remember this, yeah. It's like a theme park slide. So it takes her a good like 30 seconds from when Ellen's like, welcome, Kelly Clarkson. And then Kelly has to go down the slide and like a crazy long slide and get up and then wave to everyone and then walk to the stage. It's like a whole ordeal, but it's really funny. Um, But this performance I just chose because it just wasn't pitchy. It's it was good. It was, you know, very similar to what was on the album it wasn't, there were no bells and whistles, no crazy high notes. And it just, it was just a solid performance. Yeah. That's really it. Um, I didn't go with the Ellen performance. I, I actually had a tough time picking a really good performance of this because she had a nice performance on the Ellen show. Uh, she had a good performance on the Today Show of this song. But I went with her appearance on the, se- uh, the season finale of American Idol season six. That was my and, backup. I have a lot of comments on this, but you go first. Uh, first and foremost, I mean, I know that we're talking about best live performances. Can we talk about the look? The oh look God. she had on that show was just Fire. stellar. Just Fire. stellar. So good. Um, yeah, she looked awesome. She played a killer version of the song. Um, just a great performance all around. I mean, every time she ever, and I didn't realize how many times she came back to American Idol to perform and, until I was doing the research for this episode. I was like, wow, she would actually come back every couple of years. Um, every time she came back to the Idol stage, she always brought it. I don't know if there's something about proving herself or if she just had some kind of a different energy whenever she went onto that stage, but it seemed like every time she came back to Idol, and we'll give an apology for the Miss Independent Dancing. Um, every time she came back and performed, she always brought a little something extra to the performance. And that goes for the uh, performance of Never Again as well. I just thought it was a really, really great, solid performance for a song that, you know, doesn't get a lot of tweaking or changes made whenever it's performed live. More or less, I mean with the exception of maybe sober, you know, this is one of the few songs that still gets performed from this album. Uh, and so and there's really not a lot you can do with it. And this still stands out to me as a, is a really, really good performance. Can I just, I was rewatching this performance and like, I don't know whether to feel bad or to laugh, but if you watch this performance, this is probably the angriest I've ever seen Kelly perform. Like she looks <laughs> visibly pissed off. And again, I yeah. don't know if, if she was actually angry or if it was just kind of like a persona thing she was doing because it was a brand new single. But like 
homegirl is angry. Like, you hear it and, like, not to be dramatic, but I'm like, oh, my God, is she okay? Like, just watch it back. She looks visibly pissed off. And I I don't know whether or not to be, like, LOL, like, that's, like, a – like, just a a shtick she's doing. Or I don't know if I should feel bad being, like, oh, my God, she's going through something. I mean, we know what she was going through (laughs) at the the time. But, yeah, it's, like – very intense. So that was kind of my my backup. Um, I'm glad you chose this because I did want to talk about it. Very random, but I just want to point something out. Just because we're on the topic of this album. So before we started the episode, I was going on Spotify to see if the sessions at AOL or the VH1 sessions happened to be on Spotify, and they're not. However, I discovered something really funny. Did you know that the Vitamin String Quartet came out with a tribute album to, to Kelly back in 2008? Oh, yeah. You did? Yeah, I have it. I, you yeah. have it? I own it, yeah. I didn't know this existed. And like, guys, like some of the tracks here have like 4,000 plays. Like not a lot of people know about it. But the My December tracks that they did are so good. Like I want to hear Kelly mm-hmm. redo the album with the Vitamin String Quartet. Like Whole and Yeah, incredible. Yeah. I just, I, fi- I figured this out about like an hour ago and my mind's blown a little bit. And uh yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to share that with 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 everyone because it's really yeah. Good. Sometimes when uh, when whenever I would have some sort of a project for work or something that required me to really focus, I like to put on classical music, and every once in a while I would put on that particular album because it was songs I was familiar with, but yet was a, a string quartet, and it was really really good. And there's also another. Uh, there was a, a series of cover albums that were done. I want to say in the mid 2000s, it was called the Pickin' On series. And that was like country guitar banjo uh, covers. And they did a whole album for Kelly's songs. And I've got that one too. That I knew about. Um, but yeah, my mind was blown a little bit. Vitamin String Quartet. But yeah. guys, the like the My December tracks are like actually re- I mean, not Not that I was expecting any of it to be bad, but like better than the album arguably like some of it i don't know it's just it's it's, i don't want to say better it's just it's very different so it's just kind of hearing the song in like a brand new light and the funny part the last track on the album is is um is called my tour is canceled and so are you original composition (laughs) hilarious and sad because the the my december tour the first one did get canceled as a lot of us know but also now i mean even though this this quote-unquote album came out in 2008 how funny that we also have Christmas isn't canceled and now we have my tour is canceled. I don't know. <laughs> Just thought it was really funny. Wanted to share with the I, uh, with the uh, class today. Yeah, I, I thought that when you when you said the name of the uh, the song, I thought, oh, well, that's a interesting foreshadowing for uh-huh. future projects. Kelly totally went online and looked up her Vitamin String Quartet um, performance or song, and totally that's why she <laughs> named her song Christmas isn't canceled. Totally. Totally. Um, I, I know this wasn't on your list, uh, Pam, but I do want to, and you know, we've already talked about this song before, but I do want to give a special shout out to what was technically the second single off of the My December album. That is Sober. I think we all stand in agreement that the Troubadour performance uh, from the Stronger CD release party is hands down. I mean, it's, it's, it is the best live performance of that song. And one of the best live performances of her career. Yeah, it's I've had friends who aren't even Kelly fans like stumble upon it and are like, oh, I 
I get it. Like, she's really good. This is such a great performance. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. Um, so it's cool that, like, a lot of it, it, you know, if you type in Kelly Clarkson live on YouTube, it's one of the very first things that, that pops up, which is really funny considering it, it wasn't a huge song to the masses. So, yeah, yeah, uh, that is another um, performance that uh, that is the answer. It's <laughs> 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 the only answer. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to the All I Ever Wanted album, and we go to the first single, My Life Would Suck Without You. Uh, this was a hard choice for me, Pam. Um, there were a lot of really great performances. You know, I actually think that, and maybe this is a controversial statement, but that's what I'm known for here on the podcast is making controversial statements. I think if there was ever an heir apparent to Breakaway, for the fans in live performances, my life would suck without you might be the next one up. Is that controversial? I mean, it might be, but I agree. Okay. I agree because they're, they're both fun, good songs, but neither of them are like crazy vocals and they're kind of just, I don't know what the word is. I don't want to say monotonous. That's not the right word, but just mm-hmm. there's, there's not much that happens with them. Yeah. And I mean, they're two entirely different songs. I mean, Breakaway is obviously a ballad. My Life is a, a much more up-tempo, rocky song. I, I just wonder if if it got the encore-type treatment too much. I mean, it is it is a song that is in nearly every single set list from the moment it was released. I think it's been in every single set list. Um, I mean, obviously not every single solitary one, but nearly every set list for every major tour that she's done. This song is in the set list. And I'm just wondering, and maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just my imagination. I'm just wondering if maybe this is, is the next song that people are going to start getting burned on where they're like, "Mm, okay, I don't necessarily need to hear that anymore. Uh, You know, and another song I would have maybe put also on this list would be walk away. But good luck. um, People are, people are, people love that one. I know, I know, like I said, controversial thought, but I do think that my life would suck without you. While again, I love this song. I still absolutely crank the album version whenever it comes on the radio or it comes up on my Spotify or whatever. Absolutely crank this song because it is still a banger, but uh, I'm getting a little off tangent here, but it was difficult to choose a live performance because this, and there are a couple of other songs in her catalog that are this way. The song doesn't deviate too much from the original. And so when you've seen it live once, you've kind of seen it live every single time. And so it's kind of difficult to pick a favorite version. And maybe this is the reason why you and I are having so much trouble with Stronger as well. Yeah, because I was going to say there were a couple songs and they were all towards the like latter part of Kelly's career. You nailed it. And I think that's why I couldn't really point my finger on why I was having such a hard time thinking of specific performances and that's not because they're not good but it's that they're very similar to each other and similar to the album so that's you you've you cracked the code (laughs) uh that said i'm actually going to go back to uh another performance that we've already just recently mentioned i'm actually going to go with the troubadour performance of this song are you kidding i chose the same one we are so in sync we are so in sync um I'll let you talk about it. You brought it up first. Go for it. Welcome back to In Sync, the Kelly Clarkson podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
That'll fool them. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, that, that uh, yeah, was fun. I mean, yeah, there, here's why Here's why I love this performance. First of all, the troubadour might, I mean, it's, it's the greatest Kelly Clarkson concert that almost nobody knows about. The big, big fans, the, 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 the top fans, the Uber fans, they know about it. They know about the show. Everybody else doesn't know about this show. The, the average casual fan does not know about this show. And it is, in my opinion, it is the greatest Kelly Clarkson concert of them all, period. And I think it's a, it's a lot of different factors. It is the room and the history of it. It is the performance itself. It is, you know, I mean, she was there to on the, I think it was on the release day or, you know, around the release day of stronger uh, because, you know, she shows off that she didn't even have like a copy of the album yet. She had never, uh, somebody from her label went out and bought her a copy. Um, And She's in such a good place. She's in such a good mood. She's just put out an excellent album. The, you know, I would say arguably the the second best album of her career. And she's just, she's firing on all cylinders. And top on uh, top of that, you have her in such a small space with a big band. You're talking, you know, a, a five piece band with two background vocalists and her, she has like a, four foot by three foot area to work with. And so she has to put all of that energy that she normally puts into running around the stage and bouncing and dancing. She has to put that all into kind of a box. And if she can't exude that energy running around the stage and, and bouncing around, although she does her fair share of bouncing in the show, where is she going to put that energy? She puts it in her vocal and it makes for an absolute virtuoso performance. One of which I really wish they would make the entirety of the concert available on YouTube or, or some sort. I mean, there's plenty of it out there. I mean, it's on Kelly's own YouTube channel, but I would love to see the whole thing and hell even put out, you know, the, the MP3s of it or whatever. I mean, it's, it's the best show. And she absolutely, even though this is a song from a previous album, she still nails this song. And I, I love the performance. Yeah. You, Pretty much said it. Um, I love that she closed the show with this. It was the very last song. And I think it also creates this like excitement and um, appreciation that she had for being in that small club to release her new album with some of her biggest fans in L.A. And I think she was, you know, maybe not wanting the show to end, but it was just that final performance. Let just give it all that I got and blow the roof off yeah you know she gets the crowd singing at some point like she gets the mic she puts the mic into the audience and they start singing along she just genuinely genuinely looks like she's having so much fun and there's just like a note that she does at the very end like the very last note of the song um or she it's like the yeah the she says like yeah yeah at the end but she just Mm -hmm. there's this like growl to it and uh, I don't know. You kind of have to listen to hear what I'm talking about, but it's just so encompassing of the whole night. It's just so I, I don't know. It I have no words. You kind of said it all. It's just this. The Troubadour performance is a concert we all wish we were at. If you were yeah. there, props to you. That's amazing that you were part of that moment in Kelly fan history. Mm-hmm. And it's just so special. Yeah, it's genuinely one of her best 
yes, as you said, collectively, the whole concert, one of her best performances um, of all of all time. Right on. All right, uh, let's move on to Already Gone for this one. And uh, Pam, I can't remember which one of us went first for My Life Would Suck Without You, but um, I, I let's we have had, you go. We had, we had the same one. Oh, so. you're right, you're right. All right, so let's, <laughs> ha- let's have you go then. Sure. So the performance I chose was from um, when she performed on Letterman in 2009. It was right when Already Gone was like coming out. She was doing a bunch of promo for it in New York. And I don't know, something about this performance – it's just it was so stripped down and she did do it stripped down a lot on on TV shows and tour but I don't know something about this specific performance she had Jill and Kate and some other girl who I didn't recognize doing background vocals in addition to Corey doing background vocals mm-hmm. and even though it was a full band performance it was very stripped down slowed down and it really allowed you to just focus on her vocals cuz this was also at a time when there was a little bit more controversy regarding the already gone Halo thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if this was a conscious decision or they just wanted to do it in this style, but you don't pick up that it sounds like like Halo here. It sounds yeah. like already gone and they made it she made it her own. It's crystal clear uh vocals. I just think um it's one of her strongest performances of this song. Yeah. I went with the Radio Nova uh performance out of Australia for my pick for already gone. Um, it's also a stripped down performance of it. Um, I don't know if maybe it's, if it's the mix of how they put it together or what it is, but it's just a really, really beautiful performance. And actually I want to give a shout out to, uh, to the band in particular on this one, because I think even the, the track itself is really, really well done. Uh, just a wonderful arrangement by Jason and the rest of the band. And, Again, her vocal, very, very good on this. I don't have a ton of notes on this particular performance, but uh, this is one of the ones that I really, really liked. I don't even remember this performance, so I need to go back and, like... Yeah, you might have to. Yeah. Like, it's not coming to memory when you said that, so I have to go back and watch it. I'm sure I probably watched it once. I probably probably watched it when it came out. (laughs) Yeah. I say, yeah, do a uh, YouTube search for Kelly Clarkson Nova. You'll find it. All right. Good choice. All right, let's move on to the next album, Stronger, and we're going to start with Mr. Know-It-All. This is the one and only song um, that I took so many notes for. Because, I have none. <laughs> because I didn't choose it. You didn't even pick Mr. Know-It-All? I was keeping it short. I didn't know if we wanted to do like every single single, so I can pick something, but wow. I may not. Okay. Well, you don't have to. It's fine. Uh, I... I chose her performance, and this is going to be a little out there because it's not, it's not an album uh, adjacent performance of the song, but I chose her performance at the 2011 American Music Awards. Uh, first and foremost, she looks incredible. Was this She's got the, that uh, Jessica the Rabbit, red, the red sequin Jessica Rabbit dress? Her hair is off to the side. And then they just did a masterful job of switching up this song and they turned this song into all different kinds of genres. I mean, it starts out pop. It gets a little jazzy. It gets country. They got the like the newsy guys at the beginning because they're going through that whole uh, that theme that they've done with the, the live performances of the song where, you know, it's all these different headlines about Kelly. And they had these, you know, newsy guys out in the crowd trying to sell papers and you know, reading various headlines about Kelly. It's just a really cool thematic performance 
of the song that seamlessly winds through different genres. I mean, it, it has a country vibe at one point that is really, really cool. It's just one of the more creative performances of any of her songs. I almost feel bad that it was for this song because I would love to hear this kind of treatment maybe for a bigger song. But I mean, that's the performance that was out at the time. And that was the song that was out at the time. So this is the one we get. But uh, just all around, I love everything about this performance. If I was going to choose a performance, it was going to be this. So I don't feel so bad now. (laughs) I don't. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish we included it in our award show episode. But yeah, we we should have. We should have. This is a. This is one of the better ones. Yeah. All right. Moving on to Stronger. Now, this was a song that, like, again, one of Kelly's biggest songs ever, but we had a very difficult time nailing down a performance. And I still really don't know. But the one I went with is the one that she did for X Factor um, US. I Uh chose it because I thought it was so cool that she involved Elaine, who we had on our last roundtable episode. Yeah. I just... How awesome is it for this international pop star to include her fans' artwork? How yeah. freaking awesome is that? Like, it's just, it's it shows how much she cares about her fans and how she just is such a genuine person. So shout out to Elaine. And, uh, I mean, it's a great performance as well. Don't get me wrong. But I just, yeah. I chose it solely on the fact that she's a kind individual. Yeah. That's really it. I- I wrote down two different performances for this. Ultimately, um, I wrote down with like you for the performance uh, and for the aesthetics of it all. I wrote down the X factor uh, performance and then just because maybe it was laziness, but I wrote down the Troubadour performance as well. I mean, just the fact that the, the album had just come out and it was so new that she said, this is probably going to be my next single. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, I mean, the fact that, you know, this is how early on that she was performing this song. I mean, so, you know, at that point, this is one of the first performances, the first live performances of Stronger. And it's phenomenal. Uh, Unfortunately, the video that's out there is not the greatest. Um, You know, the the bass is a little too extreme. So it kind of it kind of ruins the experience. But it's still a wonderful performance. And but I'm, I'm happy going with the one that you picked. Yeah. Um, so I kind of skipped ahead a lot. I don't know if you did. I don't know what's next on your list, but I kind of skipped over dark side. I skipped over greatest hits. I, I put some stuff down for greatest hits. In fact, I actually, um, have a couple of, of songs from greatest hits. If you don't mind me indulging, go for it. All right. So, uh, the first one I picked out was catch my breast. And I, this is my only song that I have a pick and then an honorable mention. Although I guess technically I had an honorable mention just now for it's okay. uh, stronger. It's okay. Um, I chose the uh, the Ellen Show performance of Catch My Breath. I just really like the performance. I don't really have a lot of notes on it. It's just a really really good performance. Um, but I did have an honorable mention um, for the Microsoft Store opening in Troy, Michigan. <laughs> what? I know. I know. Again, I looked at like so many videos. But the reason I love this is because, and for those of you, and I like, I'm going to shout out our friend Abby, um, who's uh, from the Michigan area. I I am almost 100% certain that she was there for this performance, and so she knows. She did this performance in an absolute driving rainstorm. My friend Chelsea was there. Apparently, they had to cancel the show like after a couple songs, and it was. But yeah. Kelly still did a meet and greet afterwards because it was like a crazy storm. 
Yeah, I mean, it was when it was raining at the beginning of Catch My Breath, and then either right as she started singing the song or in the middle of the song, it starts absolutely pouring rain. <laughs> and she is such a trooper, and she just and, and like only her like front area of the stage is getting wet. Like everybody else behind her is still dry because of the the canopy of the stage, but she is absolutely soaked and she like at one point she was asking uh the the background vocalist for a hair tie because her hair was just like just wet like wet dog in front of her um and she just puts on a killer performance again this is another one of those videos that was you know kind of shot on a potato so like the bass is all messed up and it's really it's almost obnoxious to listen to but it's such a fun cool performance because she just gives zero f's and just sings in the rain and I, I had to applaud her uh, her commitment for this. Oh, and then there's also a moment because she's wearing a, she's wearing like a band T-shirt and then she's got this kind of like pleather leather looking uh, skirt on. Yeah. And at one point she walks by the fan that's trying to, you know, blow air onto her and it blows her dress up or the skirt up. And she has to do this like Marilyn Monroe moment. Um, and it just, you know, is again, very endearing because she's just like, ooh, you know, just has this little cute moment. Uh, just, I mean, it's it's probably the funniest performance of the song, without a doubt. Uh, but yeah, for those of you who were at that Microsoft store, and by the way, I saw a lot of the videos from the various Microsoft store openings. It looked like very few times she had really good weather for any of those openings. <laughs> you know, that's just, I don't know. That's a At sign. least for the ones that she had to do outside. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, and then I also chose a performance of um, People Like Us. And for this one, it might sound a little bit lazy, but I went with the tour performance of People Like Us on the Honda Civic Tour because that's when they opened her set with the song. The band comes out in their like light up, you know, glowing outfits. Kelly comes out in that like weird dress that looks like it's half made of metal and, yeah. and she's got the sun the sunglasses on. And there's a really, really great video that I'm, I'm almost certain Wise put together uh, that was shot over the course of a couple of nights. Because if you look really closely, Kelly's hairstyle changes. Like one night she's got her hair down. The other she's got it in a pony. And uh, it's just a really, really cool. I love the performance of the song. I love the aesthetics of it all. Uh, it just looked like the band was having a great time. And just it made for a really cool performance. So. Uh, if you get a chance, look up that yeah. video of people like us. It's it's really really great. She also, I remember, did something similar. I think it was before the tour. I think, um, I think I don't, my timeline's a little off, but she did it on American Idol as well. She performed People Like Us, and mm -hmm. I think that was. Correct me if I'm wrong. It might have been the first time that she had done the performance with that cool, like color light glow mm -hmm. thing. Um, it's another performance worth checking out. Yeah. So good choices. Uh, and then real quick, Pam, uh, I also did a couple of performances from Wrapped in Red. Uh, for Underneath the Tree, I went with the performance from The Cautionary Christmas Tale. Good one. Just thought it was a great performance. I mean, look, there's it was a it was a pre-recorded television uh, performance, so they had the ability to make it as perfect as they wanted to, and it's from Kelly's first TV special, so why not uh, choose that one? And then for Wrapped in Red, I went with the performance from Miracle on Broadway mm. with the with the with yes. the foursome. Yes, Shane McAnally, Aben, and Ashley Arison. Yes, because they all wrote on it. Yeah, and just oh, a just choice. a beautiful performance of the song. Just a, a, a it was different. It was fun. Uh, yeah, just a really really cute performance of that song.
That's a good choice. I would have not thought to pick that, but I'm really happy you did. Yeah. All right. All right. So we go on to uh, piece by piece. Yes. Um, I guess we're going to start with Heartbeat Song. This was another song that I'm like, I genuinely have no idea what to pick. It's, <laughs> it's. I don't know. I, I, I think it's a fun, cute song, but I, none of it's super, has really translated live for me. So I did choose a performance. It was from, I, I think she was in, in England, um, doing a, these Capital FM, which I think is the radio station out there. One of the stations, their summertime ball in 2015. I think I chose this performance solely because it was, it looked like one of the biggest crowds Kelly has ever played to thousands upon thousands. It was a stadium. Um, yeah. she never plays stadiums for like, for like an actual set. Um, yeah. It just amazing, amazing crowd. They were super into it. Um, I kind of liked how it, like the vocals were a little, a little breathy, and but um, and that she got the crowd into um, singing at one point in the uh, the final chorus. It was just a, just a fun performance. Um, so I really like this performance. Like generally speaking, better on tour though, not with Pentatonix. Like I thought that they did a cute duet. But I like it better, just like random band performances, like on tour. And I think it's because um, in the pre-chorus, in when you hear like on tour, like I know they definitely, I think they did it on Meeting of Life. You hear the background vocals. You hear like Jesse and 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 Bridget. That you just hear them so much clearer. And I I don't know. I really enjoy their presence in this song, which is not in the summertime ball performance, but. Um, you do hear it in later versions. Yeah, I like the choice that you made. Uh, I did actually put the piece by piece tour version with Pentatonix as uh, as my favorite. I do like it when they sing with her, um, and I think it's mostly because Heartbeat Song is just one of those singles that I don't have a really really strong opinion about, and so you could put almost any performance of that song in front of me and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's pretty good. And I think the reason why I chose the, the tour version is because it was a little bit different. Uh, she's obviously involving multiple other singers outside of her background vocalist. So I think that's the only reason why I chose it. I'm, you know, I could easily be swayed. It's not one of those ones where I'm going to stand my ground for the rest of my life. So I, I feel you. Yeah. I mean, and that's, like I said, just one of those songs I'm okay with doesn't really, uh, doesn't really do much for me so yeah it was kind of hard and again it's another one of those songs that when she performs it outside of the piece by piece tour it's another one of those songs that you really can't diverge too far off of the actual album version so any sort of diversion at all makes it a little more special this is also going to be on my controversial list of songs i would be okay if she took out Mm-hmm. And she might, you know, I mean, I think maybe the only reason why she keeps it in right now, maybe is because maybe River still really likes it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I would be OK if she definitely took it out. Uh, I think uh, we, we really don't need to go into much detail about it, but I think it's probably pretty safe to say that our favorites uh, live performance of uh, piece by piece is probably the idol version. Is that I mean, is that fair? Oh, yeah. There's like no competition there. I mean, yeah. I I am still in the very rare mind, you know, the minority that people that loves the album version. Like I love the mm-hmm. the beat to it, but yeah, I don't. And we rarely heard that version live. 
I think yeah. I might have once. I'm not sure. But yeah, no, the, the idle version is superior. And I think almost everyone would agree that that's the best live performance of that song. Yeah. And, and for me, you know, it's the Jason Nevins versus David body remix, uh, that I personally really, really, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? It's <laughs> like, you like that? <laughs> oh man. God, no. <laughs> that, I'm sorry. The remix album is trash. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move on to uh, meaning of life to wrap up the studio albums. Yeah. So love so soft. Um, there was a lot of different versions we could have gone with. I kind of went for a selfish version. So the one I okay. did was her performance at the Today Show in 2017. Because yeah, I was there. Well, <laughs> I was, but I'll tell you why it's even more special. Because it's you know me being there is whatever. What was special about it was the song had dropped 24 hours prior to that performance. Uh-huh. So there was like this like weird pressure for me to try to learn the song, like learn the lyrics in 24 hours so that I could sing along to it at the <laughs> so show. So you could get pointed out for knowing the words? No, because I, I mean, I was not close to her. I was pretty far back. Um, that's a whole other story. But I just, there was like this internal pressure. I'm like, I have, if I'm going there, I need to know most of the uh, the uh, words. And um, I sort of memorized some of it by listening to it about, 10,000 times that day. Um, but I think really what was so special about it, it was the very first time that she performed it live. It was the very yeah. first time. Because again, it, the song had been out for 24 hours. You know, even most people, if they didn't listen to it that day, you know, that day before, they're like, oops, I missed it. Let me go see what Kelly's performing on on TV. And they're like, what is this song? It's brand new. And um, it was just so special. And you can tell that she was so excited to perform it you know first single new album first performance like what better thrill is there yeah and what i loved is that the background singers had like the the like brown wigs on like they did in the music video which we Mm -hmm. i just it was a cute little homage to that that was it yeah i uh slight side note i felt the same pressure on the addicted tour when she came out with go because I felt the pressure to know all the words to that song. And I did end up knowing all the words, sang it word for word, and she caught my singing in the crowd and oh, I, I got pointed it. out for singing. I so I, I will I will say, if you ever have the chance to see Kelly sing a new song shortly after it's released, learn all the words as quickly as you can because <laughs> she might notice that you're one of the few people singing word for word. Um, I'm going to go with the performance from the 2017 American music awards. This is when she sort of, I don't want to say it was a mashup, but we talked about this on our award show episode. Uh, she kind of did the mashup of Miss Independent and love so soft. It was just a really sassy performance of the song. I love the the version of Miss Independent. Quite honestly, it was kind of cool at that point in 2017 to hear that live on television outside of, you know, a regular tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of cool to see that on TV again. But I just thought that the the performance was really, really good. It was really, again, sassy is the, the word that keeps coming to mind. But it just had a lot of attitude to it. And, again, they had the, uh, the hats, which was that homage to the video. Just a really, really solid performance. Loved it a lot. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's I always love that performance. And uh, I'm glad that we've, we've been talking about it a lot because yeah. I don't think we ever have. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We don't think sure. we have. Yeah, did you pick any other songs from Meaning of Life? I didn't, no, because like I 
I don't think she did a ton of performances for Heat or I Don't Think About You. Like, she did some, but... I, I do have one for Heat in particular, and, and I don't know if it's necessarily because it's a great live performance, but I think she got a lot of credibility, and I think she got a lot of applause for the fact that she did that song at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and that was the year that the parade was crazy cold, and it was completely obvious that Kelly Clarkson was singing that song live at the parade when everybody else lip syncs and and people even said it sounded odd because you could tell she was singing live like people are not stupid like they know when songs are being lip synced they could tell she was singing that song live and i think she got a lot of credit for that wow i forgot about that i'm really glad you mentioned that um yes mm-hmm. i remember because it was new i was you know i was living in new york at the time it was very cold i remember it was like like teens maybe close to single digits fahrenheit um, very cold. So yeah, if you don't know, most, I'd say 90% of people, if not more, when they perform on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, they do lip sync. And that is not because they're not talented. It's just for a lot of, um, it's, it's very quick moving, you know, they're constantly moving on the street. So they have to just make every, make sure yeah. every, there's no time for sound check or making sure that like oh i messed up let me start over again like you get your 45 seconds or however long it is usually they'll have you lip sync or play along with your track just to make sure that everything works smoothly um kelly's was rare kelly and like a lot a lot of times you'll get like a lot of broadway people who they do station you like in front of macy's and i I think Mm -hmm. kelly was on not she wasn't on a float she was actually stationary right like on the ground I believe so. Yeah. I believe so. So that was that gave her an opportunity to actually sound check with her band and actually perform a show. So they were like on the ground, not on a float, performing in front of Macy's Herald Square. Um, that's what they do. Like a lot of the like you know dancers and Broadway people do that as well. So that really was rare for her to be singing live. And you're right, that's a really good choice. Yeah, she just. I think she got a lot of credit for that and. Um, impress some people because and she's been very big about like look i was a singing talent show winner i'm not going to go out there and lip sync because that kills my credibility even 20 years later she still refuses to do it yeah it says a lot about her yeah um i just threw in a couple of notes for a couple of other songs from meaning of life and both of them are actually from the same performance uh meaning of life and i don't think about you I wrote down the Nashville sessions. I think that, you know, that is another one that is a virtuoso performance of hers. And granted, we didn't have much to compare those song performances to because those were the first released live, eh, call it live, whatever, live performances of any songs from Meaning of Life. And so we had the album versions and then we had the Nashville sessions and that was it. But still... It's a phenomenal performance by her throughout that entire uh, series of songs that she did. And I just think that, you know, those are still among some of the really best and honestly, some of the fewest uh, available performances live of those songs. So it kind of some of them, like, I mean, some of them kind of get it by default, but at the same time, they're still the best ones as well. Agreed. The meeting of life performance from the Nashville sessions Again, not to sound dramatic, but is probably my top five favorite performances of hers ever. I think yeah. I think a lot of fans would agree. I think I once tweeted this like sometime last year that 
the Nashville sessions and sessions at AOL 2004 are some of her best performances of all time. It's mm-hmm. just it's just a fact. So that's I'm really glad you brought up the the Nashville sessions and I think it's a really good way to end this and um just it the Nashville sessions is an en- encompassing of all of the awesome performances that she's done over the years and it just really showed how much she's grown and matured with her vocals. Yeah. Uh, we also don't want to forget about uh, when Christmas comes around uh, again. That's another one where there were very few live performances of the songs. Uh, I mean, I mean, I would say if I had to pick something, I would say that the special uh, is probably the best live performances. Cause again, very few to yeah. pick from, but at the same time, I mean, any live performances that there were, everything pretty much stayed true to the album version of any of those songs. I mean, the, the, the special version of Santa, can you hear me? Yes. I mean, that's a wonderful live performance of the song sounds pretty similar to the live or the, the album version rather, but still a fantastic performance, but yeah, not a lot to work off of um, from that album. So we, we sort of didn't put any real thought or time into that one in particular. No, but everyone listening, let us know. Do you agree with us on our choices? Do you have other favorite performances of Kelly's singles? Let us know. Uh, we are at Miss Into Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we would love to hear your choices. Uh, you can also find all the places to listen to us at MissIntoPodcast.com. Until next week. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. 